he give you a change of identity. May he step into the circumstances of your life and show himself as God. I speak and prophesy into your life that God will step in when you begin to pray. Today, explore the prayer of Jabez and see how that prayer is still transforming lives today and discover 12 life-changing results through prayer. Be equipped to take your place in prayer for the nation, your loved ones, and see your prayers answered in Jesus' name. Now join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family. Let's get into our Bible lessons. So we welcome our online and TV audience as well. Um, we are this, at this time, we are doing a series on prayer. And I'll highlight some things from last week, and then we'll continue from there. Turn with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. James chapter 5, verse 13. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, is anyone among you suffering? It, let him pray. Is anyone among you suffering? I say jokingly, let him do a conference call. <laughs> No, that's all the Bible says. Let him pray. If you are going through a test or an affliction, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespass one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a like nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. Everyone say, and he prayed again. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. So if you're going through a test, a trial, he tells you exactly what to do. Pray. Pray. Your circumstance will change when you pray. And then he gets, he gets to, talks about the elders and all that. And then he gets to Elijah and he says, Elijah was just like us. You are no different from him. The difference between you and him is that he prayed. He had his days where he was discouraged. Sometimes he get discouraged as well. But when he got discouraged, he didn't quit. He didn't give up. He still kept going and going. So very important. And we know, we know that the fact that in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1 and downwards, when he went before the king and spoke the word of God, it doesn't say in that account that he prayed. But James, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says that he prayed. That is what gave him the boldness and the confidence to speak the word of God. See, your relationship with God in prayer is what gives you that confidence. We'll get to that when we look at the 12, 12 results that come out of prayer. And then we also talked about this. You see, the Bible says, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. You see, and it's as a result of his prayer. Your prayer is what causes your heaven to give rain and your earth to produce fruit. So if your heaven is not giving rain and your earth is not producing fruit, by a simple equation or by simple translation, you are not praying. <laughs> That's why the heavens are closed. And then we looked at, we looked at also, go to, with me to Revelation. I'm just highlighting some stuff from last week and then we'll pick up from there. Revelation chapter 8 from verse, verse 2, he says, And I saw the angels, seven angels, who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. All the saints, their prayers, go, went up to heaven, including you and I. And we said that you don't have to die to be a saint. Because in Romans chapter 1 verse 7, he says, To all that be in Rome, called to be saints, called of God. They were alive, but they were called saints. <laughs> so your prayer, my prayer, goes up to heaven. So if nothing is going up, 
There's nothing for God to work with to send down back down here. Big, 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 big problem. One day, a, a, a man wrote a book called The Prayer of Jabez, which is what we'll be talking about this morning. And he said, um, somebody went to heaven uh, and, and had a, a visitation and went, to, went up to heaven. And he met Peter, and Peter was showing him around. And, 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 and he, saw, he saw a storage room. And Peter said, don't, don't go in that storage room. And out of curiosity, no, I said, he said, I must go into that storage room. He went there and saw a box with his name written on it. And he asked the question, what's, 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 what's this box? And he opened it, and it was filled with the blessings that God had reserved for him that he hadn't done for him because he hadn't prayed. Nothing goes up, nothing comes down. And said, I started giving over my prayer life. <laughs> and made a decision to, to fix it. And it's an interesting fact. Now I'm jumped, uh, 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 And then we also discovered also that John the Baptist, the prayer life of John the Baptist made a huge difference in his life. You see, we are not talking about just how to pray. We are talking about how to make prayer a lifestyle. So in, in Luke chapter 11, the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. There's a difference between teach us to pray and teach us how to pray. Because prayer has to be a lifestyle. You're not just talking about formless or systems or just, no, no. He's talking, about the, I mean, that's the only thing that the disciples asked them, asked Jesus to do. Teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. We don't have any account of John the Baptist teaching his disciples to pray. But we mentioned the fact, and we looked at this. I'm just bringing out some high, high spots from last week. Go with me to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 2. From verse 3, it says, For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather's belt around his waist and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to meet him and were baptized by him in the Jordan confessing their sins. And we talked about this. I mean, the wilderness is not where you plant your church. <laughs> have you have a ministry? Way out there. Wrong location in, in the natural, thinking about it. And then he was clothed in camel's hair and with a leather's belt around his waist. We gave him zero for appearance. Camel's hair belt around your waist. Wow, we are designer clothes and designer suits and you just wear leather clothes to preach. Wrong appearance. <laughs> Wrong location, wrong appearance. John the Baptist doesn't, doesn't know how to dress. But and then he says that his food was locust and wild honey. That's his food. That's his menu. He doesn't know how to eat the wrong diet. <laughs> if we bring him as a guest speaker and put him in a hotel and he checks in there and says, John the Baptist, what should we serve you? Locust and wild honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he starts preaching, he calls them brood of vipers. Rude preacher. He calls he calling us snakes. I don't want to listen to him. <laughs> wrong location, wrong clothes, wrong diet. Doesn't know how to talk. But notice what the Bible says in verse 4. Verse 5 says, Then all Judea and all the region round about the Jordan went out to him. All of them. He's calling them snakes. They are still coming. <laughs> What's his secret? The secret was his prayer life. <laughs> Knows how to pray. Amen. And in the name of Jesus, no matter how you look, no matter the negative circumstances that may be stuck against you, when you begin to pray, no matter what it may be against you, your business, whatever it is, when you begin to pray, God will cause things to turn around in your favor. And this morning, I see God turning things around in somebody's favor. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Amen. And then Acts chapter 28, Acts chapter 28, thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 28, we talked about the Apostle Paul as well. 
on the island of Malta, he comes out of a storm. And then immediately after he came, there was fire going on and a snake came out of that fire and, and stuck him and, 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 and fastened itself on his hand. He has a destiny. The plan of God is that he will get to Rome to speak to the king. Is the snake a race rush? No. <laughs> is it Caesar? No. It's standing in the way between him and the plan of God. But the fire is what revealed it. And it was the same fire that he shook that snake into. And, we, and your fire in prayer will cause things to be revealed. And not only that, you can shake the enemy and put him in that fire. So many times he keeps coming back because you don't have any fire. But in the name of Jesus, in this season, as you begin to generate power in, in prayer, and God sends back his response in power on your behalf, uh, the things that need to be removed out of your life, in the name of Jesus, may they come out of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, the things that you have been identified with and your name has been called by that. They call Paul a murderer, even though he wasn't a murderer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see God changing your name around and changing your destiny so that you can fulfill all that God has for you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Oh, my Lord and my God. That was last week. Now let's get to the main meal for today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Turn with me to First Chronicles chapter 4. First Chronicles chapter 4. Let's look at a sample prayer in the Bible and that which God has for us. Thank you, Lord. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. The Bible says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Notice this phrase. The Bible says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. But he was in pain. So many times, people look at you on the outward appearance. You go to work, you get up every day, you do all the things that you do. But inwardly, you are in pain. Sometimes everything seems to be okay with you on the outside. But you know and you know within your heart, there is some pain that you are in. And, some, and sometimes it's not because the pain that you are in is not because of anything that you did. This, this situation came as a result because him, his mother said, I bore him, her, his mother said, I bore him in pain. He's honorable, but he has pain associated with him. Through no fault of his. There's a similar story in Judges chapter 11 verse 1. Go with me to, with, with me to Judges chapter 11 verse 1. He says, now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but, but, he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, you have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Was it Jabez's fault that he was, he was named pain and sorrow? No. Was it Jephthah's fault that his mother, excuse me to say, was a prostitute? It's, it's through no fault of his. He was a mighty man of valor. He is honorable, but there is a bat in his life. So many times, we have so many things, some, some things going for us, but there is a bat somewhere. You put the, there is a bat somewhere that sometimes is due to no fault of ours. 
And it takes the grace of God to go into your path to turn it around. And in the mighty name of Jesus this morning, then no matter the name by which you have been called, no matter that which you have been identified with, no matter the situation that you are in, I pray as you imbibe these teachings and begin to pray, may God turn your life around. May God turn your destiny around. May he give you a change of identity. May he step into the circle circumstances of your life and show himself as God. I speak and prophesy into your life that God will step in when you begin to pray. If you believe that, say amen. amen. The people said, Jephthah, don't come here. Don't even come near our inheritance. When you begin to talk, some people say, look at where you are coming from. Look at your background. Look at who you are. We don't even want to identify with you. Get out. That's the situation that he finds himself in. Same for Jabez. And you see, for Jabez, the dad is not even mentioned. The dad is not there. And we hear so many times, I mean, dads sometimes even walking away from, from, from the delivery room, the labor room, and they don't see them again. They are not there. And there's a similar incident in Genesis chapter 35, verse 17. Rebecca was in pain. It says, Now it came to pass that when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have the son also. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, Benodis, but his father called him Benjamin. He said, No. We are not, I mean, Benoni means child of pain. He said, the father was right there and said, no, this child is not going to be identified with that. We are going to switch it. He called him Benjamin, which means the child of strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus came and delivered us with his blood. Ah, through suffering, through pain, and in the mighty name of Jesus, now your earthly father may be nowhere to be found. Your earthly father may not have done a good job, but I can assure you, your heavenly father stands right there with you and says that your name will not be identified with that. I step in, your name will be changed. I will turn your, your, your life around, your circumstances around, so that your life can glorify me. I see God turning around someone's destiny in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Oh, glory. I'm happy already. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, let's go, let's go back to Jabez in First Chronicles. Let's look at his prayer. Let's, let's dive into it. The way he prayed. He got to the point where he said, enough is enough. I cannot continue this way. I, my, my identity has to change. Ah, I am identified with this pain. It is very painful for me to go out there. I am honorable, but there is this pain. Pain. Verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel. That word they're called stands for prayer. He prayed, he called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Oh, that you will bless me indeed. All of us like the blessing. I like the blessing. The blessing of God is talking about the favor of God. It's talking about the goodness of God. It's talking about, it's not just money. It's more, it's beyond that. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, he told Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. It's talking about oh, God's hand, God's original, original plan in the beginning to bless you and to be fruitful and to multiply. Uh, he said, Lord, that you will bless me. I like that he added that word indeed. 
there is a blessing and there is an indeed blessing. Oh, where you can acknowledge and say it is God that has transformed my life around. It is God that has taken my life and made it what he wants it to be. He has, yes, it is he that has taken me from where I am to where I'm supposed to be. If it hadn't been for God, I would have continued to be in pain. I would have continued to be in suffering. I would have continued to be hurting when everyone was seeing me as good and as being okay. Ah, but thanks be to God. God has blessed me indeed. I see someone stepping into the indeed blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. That you will bless me indeed. And then he says enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. You see, God wants you to, your life to count in this earth. He wants you to have influence. He wants you, uh, for your territory to be enlarged. For you to get to the point where you are blessed and you are a blessing. For where your faith grows stronger, it's enlarged. For where your love for others is more than it was before. For where your hopes and dreams are bigger than what it was before. For you, in the mighty name of Jesus, to be a blessing to your generation. Uh, when he was leaving, he said, take this gospel to all the nations of the world. He wants you where you are so blessed, you are giving a lot into missions. He wants your life where you are so blessed, you are giving to the poor. He wants your life where it's enlarged. You are ministering to your neighbors. You go beyond your neighbors and you are ministering to your people at work. You are being a blessing. Your life is not stagnant, but your territory keeps enlarging. In the mighty name of Jesus, I come against stagnation in your life from this morning in Jesus' name. And I pray that may God enlarge your territory. As you begin to pray, may God enlarge your territory. In your life, may he enlarge your territory. In your business, may he enlarge your territory. In your influence, may he enlarge your territory. Ah, my Lord and my God, may he enlarge your territory. If you believe that say amen. amen thank you Lord Jesus and then he goes on to pray and to say that your hand will be with me you see that's what makes the difference in life when the hand of God is with you he's saying all the right words your hand be with me one time Ezra Thank you, Lord. Turn with me to Ezra chapter 8, verse 24. We'll see something there. Thank you, Lord. Ezra chapter 8, verse 24. He says, from, from, from verse 21, he says, Then I proclaimed the first day of the river of Haever, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him. Notice the phrase, the right way for us, Ezra 8, 21. And our little ones and all our possessions, for all I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we have spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him but his power and wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this and he answered our prayer. They were on a journey, they proclaimed a fast and began to pray and to seek him and to seek the right way for us. Very good thing to do when you are fasting. I don't know, Lord, which way to turn. I, I need the right way here. Lay the beggars down for a little bit and begin to see God and say, Lord, I need you to show me the right way to go. I need your hand. He says the enemies, against the enemies on the road, they are enemies on the path of life. 
They are enemies in the journey of life that will hinder you from getting to where you are supposed to get go to. You have to get to that place where you begin to pray and to seek God for the right way to go and also against the enemies. Against the enemies. Against the enemies. If you don't, they will overcome you. But he says, he says, notice, he says, the hand of our God, we are spoken to the king saying, verse 22, the hand of our God is upon all those for good, not for evil, not for bad, for those who seek him and his power and wrath are against all those who forsake him. When you have the hand of God on your life, it is for good. That same hand will deal with your enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to seek him, as you begin to pray, may the hand of God come on your life for good and may that same hand deal with your enemies. If you believe that, say amen. He sought for the hand of God, that your hand will be with me. That your hand will be with me. Lord, I need your guidance. I need your power. I need you on, in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then he goes on to say, in, going back to, to Jabez, he goes on to say, the Bible says, then he said, then, then he said God, and the, the last thing that he said also, First Chronicles chapter 4, Verse 10, then he says, and that you will keep me from evil. You will keep me from evil. There are so many temptations in life. Jesus prayed that in his prayer as well. Keep us from evil. Another translation says, he said, keep me from the evil one. From that enemy, our old enemy, the devil. Keep me from him. Keep me from those temptations. You see, if you are not praying, you are at a disadvantage. Serious disadvantage. He says, keep me from evil. I pray may God keep you from evil. I said, may God keep you from evil. I said, may God keep you from evil. I said, may God keep you from evil. May the enemy not be able to touch you. In any area of your life. Thank you, Lord. You see, when, when, we, when we work, we work. When we pray, God takes over. God works. God works. God works. And I see him working on your behalf in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, so God granted him what he requested. God granted him what he requested. No more pain, no more shame. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak into your life this morning that may God bless you indeed. May he enlarge your territory. May he keep you from evil. And may you, he grant you that which you are praying and seeking him for in this season according to his will. If you believe that, say amen. amen. May he enlarge your terri territory. Now, what are the 12 things? And we see some of that here in the life of Jabez. But from Je Revelations to Genesis, if you go through carefully, you will see that these things, these 12 things, result, are results that we get when we pray. Number one, when we pray, we have a sense of peace and security. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. When we pray, we have a sense of peace and and security. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Notice what he says. He says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. There is some peace that you get when you pray. And security and assurance. Sometimes you may not have seen the answer to your prayer yet. But you have that peace in your heart that everything is going to be alright. You have that assurance that your tomorrow will be alright. Uh, your tomorrow will be alright. That peace and that security, may that be yours in Jesus' name. Number two, prayer keeps us humble and broken before God. 
Prayer keeps us humble and broken before God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5, he says, Likewise, ye younger people, submit yourself to the others. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Notice how he ties humility with casting your care on him. You see, when you don't pray, what you are telling God is, you can solve your own problems without him. <laughs> Lord, God, Lord, you stay on your side. Let me stay on my side. I got this. <laughs> I, can, I, I can solve this thing on my own. <laughs> Do this one, I, I, I have it. <laughs> so many times, that's how we do. I mean, I remember when the kids were, 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 were young, where my wife and I, we call them teenage kids. When they go to around two or three, <laughs> they figure they can do everything on their own. They don't need, they don't need, they don't need us. <laughs> Let me get the cup for you. No, I got this. I'll get the cup myself. <laughs> Sometimes that's how we act. <laughs> it's an act of humility to say, Lord, I don't know how, I, I haven't, I don't have this figured out. When we pray, he comes in. We are saying that, Lord, it's an act of humility. It makes us broken before God. That, Lord, come and help us. You are the one that can really help us. There's, there's an interesting fact in the Old Testament. The word, the, 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 the word, the word prayer occurs 245 times. And then the word pray occurs 244 times, 245 times. And the word prayer occurs 83 times. And the word prayed occurs 31 times. The word praying occurs two times. And the word prayers occurs two times. If you put it all together, pray, prayer, praying, all these forms, they add up to 365. Every, every one for every day. <laughs> so, so if you don't pray, you are saying that Lord, it's it's not even fun. <laughs> it's an act of humility and brokenness before God, and we see that in Matthew chapter twenty-three, verse twelve as well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number 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 three, prayer helps us avoid temptation. Prayer of, helps us avoid temptation. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. He told his disciples, pray so you don't fall into temptation. He came and they were sleeping. Jabez prayed and he said, that I may not cause pain. I may not cause evil. Sometimes when God blesses you, there's a temptation that that which he's blessed you with, now you, all the, all, I mean, you forget about all the pain and the suffering that you go through and then you go, you go on cruise control in your prayer life. <laughs> or don't even pray at all. That I may not cause evil. Number four, prayer gives an increased perception of total reality. Prayer helps us see other things beyond what our natural eyes can see. One time in in, in, in 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 17, Elisha was surrounded by a great army and he was seen on the other side. And then he prayed and said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant so that he may see. The servant said, what are we going to do? This is a great company. You see, so many times we look at things from the natural standpoint. What we have to deal with, the, the things that we go through on a, on, a, on a daily basis. But notice what the, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Notice what the Bible says. It says, while 2 Corinthians, mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. When you get out from church, you'll be asked, what did you study in church today? Don't just say, the pastor just preached. <laughs> what did he preach? I don't know. <laughs> he talked about prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. 
For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And what you don't see is greater than what you see on the outside and has the power to transform your life around. So when you are confronted by the battles of life, when you are confronted and you don't know which way to turn to, don't look at things from the natural standpoint. Begin to consider God. Begin to consider his grace. Goodness. Begin to consider his goodness. Uh, begin to consider how powerful he is. Begin to see, oh my Lord, that he will use his power for you. There are angels around to help you. May God open your eyes to see in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, and as you begin to look at eternal things, as you begin to look at God and begin to pray from that perspective in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, your natural circumstance will begin to change and to conform to the perfect will of God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It helps us. Prayer helps us see things beyond um, the, the natural. Number five, prayer gives us a sense of success and confidence. Prayer, as a result of prayer, we have a sense of success and confidence. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5. Second Chronicles Chapter 26, verse 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, talking about Uzziah, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. So long as he was seeking God, he was doing okay. When he stopped seeking God, he went down. So long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. He had understanding, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. When you see God, you will prosper. When you see God, you will succeed. When you see God, you will do well. If you stop seeking him, it starts going down. And that it happened to him as well. When he was seeking God, prayer gives us a sense of success and confidence. I like this one. Number six, prayer gives us a sense of intimacy and closeness with God. It gives us a sense of intimacy and closeness with God. That you, it's, 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 it's your communication path to God. You communicate to him, he talks back to you. You develop a closeness. You develop an intimacy with God that is beyond the natural. I, I mean... Everybody may be afraid. A typical example of this in Acts 27, verse 23 to 25. The people were in a storm. Paul had fasted. They had had fasted for a very long time. And and Paul said, just turn with me to Acts 27, verse 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice what he says. Thank you, Lord. Prayer helps you develop an intimacy and closeness with God. He says, for there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Saying, do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who say with you. Therefore, take heart, man. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Take heart. I believe God. There stood, notice this phrase. There stood by me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. I know this God. I have a relationship with him and he's the one that I serve. See, it's one thing to know about God. It's one thing to know him. And this same God that I said has sent his angel and said, do not be afraid. So many times you are tempted to be afraid. You are tempted to be afraid of your, of, of your finances, of, 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 of your health, of whatever the situation might be. But if you know God, In effect, he's saying, I know my God. He said, I believe God. Relax. We are in the middle of a storm here, 
But I know the person that has spoken to me. I know the God that has spoken to me. Someone may say an angel has not appeared to me. Peter writes in, in, in First Peter, he talked about the fact that we have a more sure word of prophecy. This book is, comes from direct from the throne room of God. Direct from the Father God to you directly. You can stand on it and say, I believe God. I believe God. It will be exactly as God has said in his word. Ah, what God has promised in my life, it will be fulfilled. He will do it. It shall come to pass. I will not be afraid. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for I know my God. I have a relationship with me, with him. Ah, and no evil will befall me. I will not be afraid. I will accomplish the plan of God for my life. I will do and fulfill all that he has for me. I will not be afraid. Take heart. I believe God. It will be to you as he, as he said. You can't be assured. It gives you a sense of assurance. Number seven, prayer enables us to know God and his ways. Prayer enables us to know God and his ways. Psalm 103, verse 7. Psalm 103, verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is this helping us this morning? Thank you, Lord. The Bible says he made his ways, to, he made known his ways to Moses, his act to the children of men, to the children of Israel. You see, all the children of Israel knew where the acts, the miracles, the pattern of the Red Sea, manna coming from heaven, um, the water coming out of the water, the water out of the rock. Moses knew the ways of God. He was on the mountain with God. He was in close fellowship and relationship with God. The one praying doesn't just see the miracles. No. He knows the inner workings. He knows God. He knows him. His ways. May you know God and his ways in Jesus' name. In Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter 3, he prays for, for us that we will, we will know and understand him. 314 and downwards. That we will understand God. Not, not just the, the, the things that we receive from him. You see, what he desires actually is a close relationship with us. Prayer helps, helps us to know God and his way. The more you spend time with God, the more you know him. In prayer, the more you know him. Thank you, Lord. Number eight. Oh, I like this one. Prayer helps us to, 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 to keep the flesh under. And sometimes even with fasting as well, to keep the flesh under. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 7. Notice what the Bible says. Isaiah 58 verse 7. Thank you Lord. That, that great chapter is on fasting. He says, is, this, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide, notice afraid, yourself from your own flesh. You see, when you pray and you set aside time to fast sometime, it, even just with prayer, when, when you get irritated and you, and, 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 and you want to yell and scream and shout uh, and you just pause and say, Lord, I forgive them. <laughs> just a simple prayer like that does wonders. <laughs> it helps you keep the, the flesh under number nine. Prayer brings us into unity with others and gives us boldness. Acts of four. Verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. 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 The place was shaken. God responded. Remember, we looked at Revelation. They responded with power. They were one, one accord and they were praying. They were being persecuted. They came together and prayed and God shook that place. As you begin to pray, may God shake some things in your life. I said, may God shake some things in your life. I said, may God shake some things in your life. And may he give you great boldness. That's what gives me that boldness and confidence. Because I know God. Because I know God. It gives you boldness. That's what gave Elijah his boldness. It gives you that confidence. Boldness before God. One, one, one time, 
um, our son jo- jo- just Joseph. He had he had a rash on him, and we took him to the doctor. I kept going on, and we took him to the doctor. The doctor checked, and and said they don't they don't even, they can't even recognize the strain of the rash to know what to treat it with. Translated, there is no medicine for it. I, 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 then the boldness came up. <laughs> it gives you boldness. I said, in the name of Jesus, I cast this rash to the root. I command you to wither and to die and to get away from his body in Jesus' name. It started spreading all over his body. Boldness. Within a couple of days, it was, it was all gone. Nothing. His flesh was clean to the glory of God. Boldness. Boldness. When you know God and you know him and have a close relationship with him, it gives you boldness. I pray you will have that boldness as you begin to pray in Jesus' name. Number 10, prayer helps us to know the will and purposes of God. Prayer helps us to know the will and purposes of God. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Prayer, and sometimes with fasting as well. In this account, they were fasting. He says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. That's the atmosphere that the Holy Spirit speaks. Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. God was getting them ready. They sent them on the apostolic journey, the next phase of their, uh, their ministry. They sent them away. Sometimes when you don't know what to do, which career, which job should I take, spend some time. Fast and pray so you don't take the wrong path. What should I do concerning this, this situation? As they fasted and prayed, the Holy Spirit said, this is what I want you to do. They got the will of God when they were fasting and prayer. And then number 11, you get the assurance that God answers prayer. The result, as a result of prayer, you know and you know that God answers prayer. Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 2. Jeremiah 33, verse 2. Thank you, Lord. He says, that says the Lord who made it, talking about the the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name, call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow, what an invitation. Call to me and I will answer you. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is not a politician speaking. This is not a a human being speaking. This is God. God unto me and maybe I will answer. No. You are assured of answers when you pray. Call to me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And then the inverse is true. If you are not seeing great and mighty things, most likely you are not calling. (laughs) Psalm 50 he says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Hey, trouble. <laughs> That's why you get it. So we call it hot waters. <laughs> it gives you the assurance. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. And then we see that in First Chronicles 29.10 as well. And then the last one. There is joy in the presence of God through prayer. There is joy in the presence of God through prayer. In Acts chapter 12, we see when Peter was delivered from prison, that whole church was edified. They were full of joy. That's what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 15. He says, I want to answer your prayer in John 16 as well. So that your joy might be full. How many of us have ever received an answer to prayer? Oh, is this just this, this number of people here? How many of us? <laughs> you prayed and you knew that this one, it was God. If he has done it before, he will do it again. There is, some, there is a joy that you receive when you pray and when you receive answers. Thank you, Lord. This morning, are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Or you just want the pain to stay around? <laughs> I want to spend. I want us to spend some time praying.
Jabez called on the Lord God of Israel. Let's close our eyes this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you are watching online or watching on TV, we want, we want, to, we want to come to you with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've said so many things, and some of it you may identify with. Maybe you say, I, you, I don't even know my earthly father. You are in pain. You look good on the outside. Everybody looks at you, thinks everything's are going well. But you are in pain. You are depressed. You, you are suffering greatly. You may be in pain because of your health. You may be in pain because of sickness. You may be in pain because of broken relationships. You may be in pain for whatever the case might be. Jabez called on God and he turned his life around. And for you, you say, you may say to me, I don't want anything to do with religion. We are not talking about religion here this morning. We are talking about a vital relationship with Jesus, with God. That, that, that makes a difference in your day-to-day -day life, the things that you go through. I know Jesus. He's made a difference in my life. And I know that when you yield your life to him, he will come in and make a difference. Forget the past. Don't let your past define your future. Maybe you were abused growing up. You were hurt growing up. Something happened, and as a result, you even got to the point where you said, I don't want anything to do with God. But things have gotten difficult and more difficult. And the pain is not going away. Maybe the mistakes of your parents brought you into that situation. Whoever you are at this time, if you are willing to begin a relationship with Jesus, and you say, I've tried it my own way, my own way doesn't work. I want to give this Jesus an opportunity. I'm going to help you in a prayer along, that path, along, along those lines. And just pray and talk to God like it's coming from you. Don't just say it because I'm saying it. Repeat it. Like you are talking to God. He's right there with you where you are. Thank you, Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and confess him as Lord, you will be saved. He says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Just say with me, I believe he was raised from the dead. And today, I confess him as my Lord. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Make me new. And save me. In Jesus name. Thank you for coming into my life. For saving me. And help me. To live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus name. If you pray that prayer. Use the information on your screen. And let us hear from you. Thank you Lord Jesus. This morning, I want us to pray. The secret pain in your life, that which you cannot even discuss it with anybody. The hurts, the name by which you have been called by because of the situation that you are in. The mother called him Jabez because he bore him in pain. They called Paul Medra. Paul wasn't a Medra. He was an apostle on his way to Rome to testify. But because of what he was going through, they called him a murderer. But this morning, as you begin to pray and commit that situation to God. We trust that the message on prayer has equipped you and empowered you to pray. Be sure to download our WMCI app, follow us on Facebook, sign up for weekly devotionals, and bloom in your season. 
Stay connected and grow with many great resources we have available for your Christian growth.